Hello from Education International in Brussels. This is Ed Voices, a podcast of global education news and advocacy. EI is more than 400 teacher and educator unions and professional associations in 173 countries, representing 32 million members. Here's your host. Hi, I'm joined by Raymond Basilio, the General Secretary of the Alliance of Concerned Teachers from the Philippines, a member organisation of Education International. I'm Angelo Gabrielatis, and I'm the Project Director of the Global Response, aimed at tackling the growing commercialisation and privatisation of education. Raymond, welcome to Brussels. Uh, you're here to take part in the Executive Board meetings. Um, how are you? How are things going in the Philippines? Well, in the Philippines right now, though we've been uh, struggling for a pre-public education for quite some time, and, but the uh, attack of the uh, private actors are still there. And uh, ACT for One uh, is a member of the Global Response Campaign together with uh, other organizations in the Philippines. We've been really moving for the uh, Philippine government to say no to privatization and instead allot the funds for public schools. But, uh, well, big corporations like Ayala and uh, Pearson International are really uh, more powerful in terms of bargaining and lobbying to the Philippine Congress. Of course, the Philippines, as we've said, is only one of the countries that are active in the global response. The global response is present in Africa, in Kenya, Uganda, Ghana, Nigeria, Liberia, Cote d'Ivoire, in Latin America, in Argentina, Peru, uh, Honduras, um, the list goes on, Uruguay, and of course in the Asia-Pacific, we're also present in Nepal uh, and India. Privatisation is a cancer, a cancer that undermines um, quality public education for all. And as you said, you've had a long struggle in the Philippines. Tell us more about your struggle. Well, for uh, right now, we've been uh, moving the Philippine Congress to conduct the inquiry on the legality of the uh, uh, agreement entered in by uh, the Apex Schools and Pearson International with the uh, Department of Education of the Philippines. And uh, you see, for uh, 2011, they started only 6,000 students and they have now 16,000 students. This Ayala and Pearson conglomeration is taking advantage of the uh, voucher system being introduced by the government. Now, the voucher system is there, uh, according to the government, to decongest public schools. No? But we've been doing that for quite some time and our public schools are still uncongested. So who's really benefiting from this voucher system? It's the private actors. Right now, it's Ayala and Pearson. They've been uh, getting a lot from the voucher system for the senior high schools. That's right. The vouchers we know around the world, voucher systems are introduced as a means of shifting money away from public schools to private schools. We'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, you've mentioned Pearson now a couple of times. Pearson, of course, is the world's largest global edu business that is pushing privatisation in many parts of the world in many different forms. It supports Bridge International Academies, a for-profit uh, illegal actor in Africa, employing unqualified staff following a scripted, unapproved curriculum in poor facilities. Pearson is a co-owner of Ayala, owning 40%. Um, can you describe the operation of, uh, of the Apex schools that they own? 
Do they employ qualified staff? What's the curriculum like? What are the facilities like? Well, uh, it's uh, really embarrassing to note that uh, while we maintain, uh, we are working for quality education in the Philippines, the Department of Education, through its Memorandum of Understanding and Memorandum of Agreement between Ayala and Pearson, they allowed these uh, APAC schools to operate under substandard facilities. They don't even have buildings, they don't have classrooms, they don't have libraries. They only operate uh, through dilapidated buildings, through lease-out contracts. They hire teachers, non-licensed teachers. It's up to 70% are unlicensed, we understand. Is it's that right? more than. They're, they're allowed to get more than 70% of unlicensed teachers to teach their students. And uh, the, the worst thing is that they're not even allowing their teachers to practice academic freedom because their teachers are simply reading scripts, uh, ready-made by, uh, by their, uh, well, who, who, whoever made that, because it's not, it's not the teachers who made the lessons being uh, taught to the students every day. Second to that is that uh, they, they don't have even uh, master teachers. They say they have master teachers, but upon uh, investigating, their master teachers are uh, teach, uh, teachers with experience, not the so-called master teachers in the public schools that you have been teaching for a decade, you have the, your master's degree, you have your uh, PhD, you have sufficient trainings. For them, they label their master teachers as something that you have taught for six months, you have taught for one year, and therefore you are master teachers. So it's an attack against our master teachers in the public schools. So it's an attack on the profession. As we said, 70%, if not more, unlicensed teachers. And the curriculum has been described as being reverse engineered. Can you explain that to us? What is meant by a reverse engineered curriculum? Well, for us, it's only it only means you are uh, you are training students to be employed, to be part of the semi-skilled workforce needed abroad to perform the, this uh, uh, what you call this technical skills. Not it's not education. No? It's uh, it's simply training for job. No, it's not education for learning. A job in an Ayala Foundation corporation. Yeah, because most of their students are trained to be call center agents. It's not to undermine the, jo the job of a call center agent, but for us, education is something that we train students to liberate themselves. We teach students to think. It's not, it's, education is not about having students to be trained like a robot, and later on you will be, an, you will be a worker for these companies, and that, that, that pays only meager salaries. So just for our listeners, uh, call centers operate in countries like the Philippines, and customers of banks or any other institution for example in australia are redirected to a call center in the philippines to have their uh, their queries answered there are even american institutions that are redirected to the philippines we've read that this reverse engineered curriculum even goes so far as to teach these students to speak with an american accent to satisfy their uh, call center employer uh, to to be precise for them, quality education means you have the ability to speak the way Americans and Australians speak. It's not how how about it's not about thinking. It's not about doing. No, it's about doing the uh, speaking the way Americans and Australians do. That's that's for them. That's the quality education for them because that's that's the way you will be employed to become servants, servants. Of, of corporations in the U.S. and. Uh, and Australia and their call center uh, operations. So, so far we've got unqualified teachers, unlicensed teachers, a scripted reverse engineered curriculum. You made reference to their school facilities, dilapidated old buildings, unused. Can you expand on that? 
well, uh, for instance, you have under our rules in the Philippines, a private school can only operate if you have uh, one hectare. No? That's one hectare of land for 400 students. But for Apex schools, they have 1,000 students and they only have, you so-called this, a small portion of building. Then you, you are operating uh, on the second floor, on the first floor. It could be a hardware shop. It could be a market. It could be, it could be nothing. No? So the security, the safety of the students are actually uh, on question on this. And there's no libraries, no playing grounds? Well, for them, their library has been converted into e-library, electronic libraries. That's how they defended when we asked them why you don't have libraries. They say we have e-libraries libraries already. So unqualified staff, scripted curriculum, dilapidated buildings, how and under what on what basis are, are they allowed to operate? That That's in breach of Filipino laws. That's the reason why we keep on asking the Department of Education, why are you allowing this one? And you simply allowed them to operate under the Memorandum of Agreement, Memorandum of Understanding. So they've got a special Memorandum of Understanding? It seems that uh, they, are, they are the favorite one because they can operate without following the rules because there's the Memorandum of Understanding and Agreement. And we, we questioned, where's the legal basis of that? There's no such legal basis under our Constitution and under our laws. So in, in the Philippines, uh, the ACT, the Alliance of Concerned Teachers, together with other members of Education International, uh, SMP Natal, TOPS, FFW, you're building a campaign to tackle privatisation and you're, you're targeting, in this instance, APEC schools. Tell us some of the things that you're doing as part of the campaign. Well, the four organizations in the Philippines right now, we are, um, we are merging as one. And uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, discussions in the, uh, among our colleagues, discussion among education advocates, among lawmakers. We are pushing for the uh, Philippine Congress right now to uh, declare, declare the uh, Memorandum of Agreement and Memorandum of Understanding between APEC and the Department of Education to be declared null and void. That's the first aspect that we are trying to uh, push on. Second, we are also working on the Department of the Labor and Employment to conduct on-site uh, inspection to see if the, uh, the schools are actually uh, compliant of the labor standards prescribed by our laws. Uh, why we are doing this? We are doing this not only because we, are, we, we have something against APEC, but we are doing this because we need to raise the bar of quality education. We need to raise the bar of discussion that indeed public funds should be used not for, for private education, but it should be used to address the uh, problems of the public, public schools. For instance, we need more classrooms. We need to raise the salaries of our teachers. We need instructional materials. Now, these things cannot be addressed because funds are being diverted to operations of pub, uh, private schools like the APEC schools. So in defense of standards, and in pursuit of quality public education for all, where teachers are properly respected and regarded by the authorities. It sounds pretty good to me. Well, that's the, that's the only thing why we are uh, merging as one right now. We need to be part of the, not, it's not only a na na national campaign, this should be an international campaign because as you see, Pearson is an international actor. It operates not only in the Philippines, but throughout the globe. So we need to stop them. We need to tell the world that, uh, hey, these, uh, these uh, business enterprises are getting in to education and education to be a public service, not, a, not, not, not as a business. And the business, of course, is profiting from the voucher system in the Philippines. How long has the voucher system been in place and what sort of a drain does it represent 
in terms of funding that is leaving public schooling? Well, uh, before the voucher system, they have the so-called uh, education support contracting that started in 1987. And uh, in uh, 2014, they started, the, they expanded this one with the introduction of the voucher system. So we do have two. You have the education support contracting and we have the uh, voucher system that's, uh, allo that allocates billions of funds every year. For instance, for 2019, the education department will suffer a cut of 54 billion. 54, uh, 54 million rather. So instead of increasing our budget, we, we, the uh, Philippine government will decrease its allocation for public education next year. But among all other aspects of the education sector, the allocation for voucher will go, will go high. So increase the funding available to increase the profit of private actors, but decrease the base funding for public education. Precisely. For instance, for 2018, they only have 742 million allocated for voucher system. But for 2019, they will allocate 1.5 billion. That's 100% more for voucher system, while decreasing the allocation for classroom construction, for maintenance and operating expenses of the public schools. Well, it seems to me that uh, you've got a lot of, on your hands. We're certainly very proud to be associated and standing side by side with the Filipino teachers in the struggle against privatisation. And we appreciate your leadership, uh, not only in the Philippines, but across the Asia-Pacific region and worldwide, because you're right, this is a global campaign in defence of quality public education for all. Well, Angelo, you, you just look at this one, not, not, not only of the fight of a single state, but it is a, a, a fight that should be undertaken by all educators and all education advocates because what's what's under attack here is not only the philippines but the entire education sector of the entire universe thanks raymond thank you very much Andrew. to get the latest global education news and advocacy subscribe to ed voices on your favorite podcast app or anytime on soundcloud and as always tell a friend spread the word and please give us a review on itunes bye for now